Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, have you seen the previews for Ghost Hunters? No, I've seen like the little facebook things okay so i saw the facebook things too and was it called ghost hunters i thought so okay because there was one that i swear i saw jason and steve Mm -hmm. and it was not called ghost hunters and then on a and e i've been seeing previews for ghost hunters actually ghost hunters Mm -hmm. but jason's not on there and oh. Steve is not on there. But Grant is, and then a bunch <gasps> of Grant pe- is? Yeah, it's oh my Grant. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. It's, Are it's there him. two, then? I think so. Oh. But what the fuck happened with Jason and Grant? Wow. Which makes me wonder why Grant left Ghost Hunters in the first place. I've always wondered that. I know. So. Hmm. I'm so glad I loved him. I know. Yeah, he's great. So, yeah, he's got, like, this new team, and um, it's nobody that I recognize from the old show. Hmm. Only him, I'm pretty sure. They must have had, like, a, a falling out or opinion something. or something. Which makes me wonder how Grant can use Ghost Hunters, because huh. it's still called Ghost Hunters. Oh. But Jason's over here on a different channel using something else. Huh. It's we- yeah, it's weird. That's very interesting. Yeah, but it was supposed to premiere Wednesday oh. on A&E. I looked on demand on A&E, and it was not on there. Hmm. How long does it usually take, you think? Well, normally for on demand, it will show up the next <gasps> no, day. Sorry. No, it's next week. Okay. It's next okay. Wednesday. It's the 21st. Okay. So, yeah. And that's why it's not on there yet. That's, yeah. Okay. So yeah, look look for that. Oh, I'm, I will. I'm. I didn't know Grant was going to be on it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I think I think Jason is over on a different channel doing I something which else. Which one that is? Because I'll watch it too, probably. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, th- those I've only seen on Facebook. Huh. And that sucks too because they were so good together. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. I I want to know what happened. I do too. Very Amazing. interesting. Yeah. So I have a stupid joke. Okay. Where did George Washington keep his armies? I don't know. In his sleeves. Oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck? Stupid joke. (laughs) I didn't know that we called our arms armies. And our sleeves, sleeveys. <laughs> oh, well, now you do. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I'm doing a little bit uh, something different to start off today. I'm doing history's greatest mysteries. So these are just kind of little blurbs about some of the biggest mysteries in history. Cool. Okay. First one is Elisa Lamb. I think we've all heard about her because of the super freaky YouTube videos of her in the elevator. Which, if you guys have not looked at that, 
look it up because it's uh, where have you been seriously <laughs> yeah it's freaky <laughs> um which i'm sure everybody has but yeah so on january 31st of 2013 21 year old canadian elisa lamb was on vacation at the hotel cecil in los angeles which th- super haunted seriously and that's creepy all in itself yeah. i mean 21 years old and not from this country and going to a haunted hotel creepy i wonder if she knew it was haunted i there's there's no way she probably didn't know it was haunted she probably didn't know that serial killers lived there and like creepy stuff yeah. happened there and yeah she probably had no clue she's like oh it's a hotel it's in cheap. los angeles wonder why cheap. it's so cheap <laughs> So, security cameras captured her on the elevator. In the video, she looked scared of someone or something, left the elevator acting very strange, and disappeared. Weeks later, her body was found in the water tower on the top of the hotel. The Los Angeles Police Department claimed her death was a, quote, accidental drowning, but Internet Sleuth thinks that something more may be going on. How in the hell can it be an accidental drowning? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to climb up there, lift the latch or the hood thing. And I believe when they rescued her, it was shut. So she would have had to climb in and shut it behind her. Yeah, the whole thing makes no No, sense. No, it's it's totally messed up. Wasn't her, wasn't, she was naked, I think. Yeah, her clothes were like. They were in the tank with her. Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Who, who? who okay who's gonna climb up there first of all right who's gonna go in who's gonna shut it behind them and then take off their clothes yeah pitch black obviously you're inside a tank yeah that's scary as fuck nobody would do that way someone did it to her absolutely i mean 100 percent the grossest part about that is the people in the water. That's how they found I know, her. They that started is complaining. So gross. Oh my god. Yeah, this water tastes funny. Oh no. I was trying to brush my teeth and it tastes like <laughs> mint and dead girl. I don't get it. <laughs> oh my god. No. Would die after you find out that you put that in your mouth. Oh I god. would Oh my god, I would never stop throwing it. Ugh. horrible okay let's be acting like uh ace ventura when you found <laughs> out <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh he's sucking his face with a toilet plunger <laughs> that was hilarious i love that movie that movie is the absolute best oh my god i haven't watched it in so long and it never stops being funny oh, it's it was great hilarious he's, he was great uh yeah Okay, next one. Cicada 3301. A strange image appeared on the website 4chan in 2012. The anonymous poster claimed that they were uh, from a secret group called Cicada 3301, and they are looking for intelligent people to join their organization. There was a secret message hidden in in the image. This clue led to dozens of other puzzles, which eventually showed that the group exists all over the world. No one is sure who or what Cicada 3301 actually is, but new puzzles appear in January of every year. Hmm. That's interesting. It is. It's weird. If you look at the picture, it looks like um, like a moth, maybe, or maybe a butterfly. Or a cicada. Oh, is that what they... 
I don't know what they look like. They're bugs. Yeah. Well, I know they're bugs, but it. But they got wings. And do stuff. they? Yeah, they fly. I, I've never seen them with their wings out. Oh. So. Okay. I didn't know they had wings. <laughs> Shut up. I told you my mind is not working okay. correctly okay. at all. And that's what I'm going to stick with. Because. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Next one. Moving on. The Mary Celeste. In 1867, a beautiful ship named the Mary Celeste left the coast of New York. The captain was a man named Benjamin Briggs, and he brought his family and crew to transport uh, 1,700 barrels of alcohol to Italy. They never made it to their destination. The boat was found floating safely in the Atlantic Ocean off of the Azores Islands on December 5th of 1872. This did not look like a pirate attack because nothing was stolen and all of the paper documents were still on board. The only thing missing was the people. That's creepy. That is creepy. So the boat was in perfect condition. Where'd they go? It was aliens. Maybe. That's creepy. I wonder. So, yeah, nothing was stolen. Because they, if there were 1,700 barrels of alcohol... Oh, it'd be gone. Absolutely. That is creepy. Mm-hmm. The mystery of the Mary Celeste might have been forgotten to history had it not been for the imagination of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who... He didn't put Sherlock Holmes on the case, but a short story he published offered a fictionalized first-person account of the crewman. His short story was published anonymously, and some details were changed. The name of the ship was given as the Marie Celeste, and in the story, the boat is found intact, while in reality, the lifeboat was missing. Oh, so the lifeboat was missing. Hmm. That doesn't make it that Mm -mm. creepy i wonder why they didn't but if it was perfectly safe and still floating why would they leave true very true that's still weird it is weird huh in the middle of the ocean yeah because it said the boat was perfectly good yeah nothing was taken so it wasn't gonna get in the life raft and leave weird and where did they go yeah because you would think that they would be able to find them yeah hmm so it's still weird yeah that's still weird okay next one so in a small town of teos new mexico i hope i said that right there's no such thing as silence for some people when townspeople quiet down many many okay when the townspeople did quiet down many citizens report they can hear a humming noise similar to a diesel engine In 1997, Congress decided to investigate the hum, and yet they could not come up with a rational explanation. The sound is undetectable by audio equipment. Hmm. That's interesting, because sometimes when I'm at home and someone has started a truck or something somewhere, Mm -hmm. it gets so annoying. Have you ever had that happen before? Um, like where, like there's a car or a truck or something running outside for and you a while. Like you can't not hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I've and it's had not that. loud. Yeah. It's not, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And it's like, oh my God, will they churn off their truck? Well, that, because I happen where I work, like right outside my office is this garage. So when they have a truck running in the garage and sometimes it's like running all day long oh. it 
drives me insane oh, no. and i like that's all i can hear and yeah. yeah it's bad but that is like super loud and it's right outside mm-hmm. my door so it's like yeah. and then it shuts off finally and you're like oh. yeah and it's not even that loud yeah it's just i don't just annoying i guess and i don't know it, yeah i yeah i get that because normally things like that you'll get used to and you won't really hear it anymore mm-hmm. that's not the case with no that's not but yeah so if that if that was like a random hum that you didn't know where it was coming from Mm -hmm. and like you couldn't not hear it yeah oh my god that would drive me insane Yeah, me too so next one of all things you'd think a 42 ton sculpture couldn't disappear without someone noticing but that's just what happened to equal parallel um there's Benghazi is definitely one of these words. I'm not sure what it is. Mm. Anyway, a 1986 sculpture by Richard Sierra. The piece was deemed too large for the Madrid Museum. It had been in after renovation, and it was moved to storage. But after 15 years, when the museum's new director went to retrieve it, the giant sculpture was nowhere to be found. No record of the sculpture or the massive blocks of steel the sculpture was made of could be found. Despite the mix-up, Sierra graciously agreed... Uh, to make new, a new version of the statue for the museum, only charging them for the cost of fabricating the copy. Hmm. Which, that's weird, but, I mean, someone had 15 years to steal it, so... Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's still... How many... That's in, that's an insane weight. 42 tons? How much is a ton? Is that like a thousand pounds? Or like close to a thousand pounds? I think so. Yeah, that's because you would have to have special equipment. Absolutely. A special way to move it. Yeah. Whether it's a semi or or I don't know. Right. And all of that stuff would be loud. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Something that big being stolen like... With nobody... That's crazy. That is. Huh. Next one, the Martin family was having a picnic at the Smoky Mountains National Park. Dennis Martin, who was only six years old, ran into the woods during a game and never came back. That's a nightmare. I've I've heard that's the story before. A search party of thousands of people looked for him for a week. No trace of him has ever been found. That's crazy. It's crazy and super sad. And like, I mean... The worry and, I mean, just not knowing, oh, that's heartbreaking and terrible, Mm -hmm. that poor family. And what's crazy is they were playing a game. Yeah. The parents were, I don't know what it was, if it was a campsite or... I think it was a campsite. Yeah. And the kids were hiding out in the trees around it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you go this way and and we'll go this way. And then on the count of whatever, we're going to jump out at the and scare our parents. And the other side jumped out but yeah he never did yeah that was just sad i know and it was like there was no noise nobody heard anything nobody saw anything i mean there was just no trace it was just that's nuts i think that's like he probably literally just innocently walked into another dimension and a parallel or there was someone out in the woods and grabbed him and ran off with them. Yeah, I mean, before anyone, I guess, hit the kids out in the woods aren't gonna pay any attention. Yeah, and even if they, if whoever it was made a noise, they wouldn't. They're kids. They're not. Yeah, 
scary and sad. Yeah. Poor little Dennis Martin. Next one, in 1921, the Frost family bought some coal for their fire in Hornsey, England. Shockingly, the coal began to explode and fly across the room. Other objects, like like knives, began flying through the air. They called the police who investigated and believed there may have been some tampering with the coal, citing the possibility of adding explosive elements. However, further investigation confirmed that it was just normal coal. The family began to think that it was a ghost, so they called in a priest who also witnessed the strange occurrences. The events were so scary that the five-year-old daughter was literally scared to death, and their son had a nervous breakdown. Oh my gosh. What? I don't know. That's weird. I mean, just stuff flying through the air, and they... Mm -hmm. It must have been a little bit crazier than that, so... Look up the Frost family poltergeist, I guess. I haven't heard of that one. I haven't either. Super weird. So, yeah, if you guys want to hear more about any of these, let me know, and I'll I'll look into them a little bit more. But these are just, like, little blurbs, you know, about Mm -hmm. the craziest things. Um... Next one is the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah. That is the most insane. Super weird place. I just, I can't even wrap my head around that place. Mm -mm. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So cool. Uh, The Sherman Ranch, a.k.a. Skinwalker Ranch in Ballard, Utah, is apparently a hotspot for paranormal activity. The owners of the ranch claimed that their cattle was being attacked by bulletproof wolves. Their bulls were were crammed into storage containers, and a half-born calf was mysteriously mutilated within minutes. A wealthy millionaire named Robert Bingelow... Bingelow decided to buy the ranch to study it with his organization called the National Institute of Discovery Science. The events of Skinwalker Ranch were unexplained, but many people blame it on aliens and other paranormal activity. Hmm. Next one, in 1999, 41-year-old Ricky McCormick was found dead in the middle of a field in Missouri. Inside of his pockets were two pieces of paper with strange writing that may actually be secret code. The letters were in Ricky's crude handwriting, but his family was confused because Ricky could not read. Hmm. No one uh, no one has found the killer or figured out what the, his messages meant. That's weird. That is weird. Next one, in the 1960s, a young woman named Margaret Foos began showing a skill called blind reading where she could touch books and read them without ever opening them. Oh, my gosh. I just got chills. I want that. That would be so cool. Oh, my gosh. She is the coolest person I've ever heard of. She claimed that it was due to her psychic powers. Scientists began to study her, blindfolding her and asking her to touch random books. Her case was also studied by the FBI, who could not find any proof that she was tricking them. Oh my god! I got chills again. I know, I did too. I love her. That's fantastic. That's crazy. Okay, that's my last one. I'm going to continue these until I run out of them. Okay. Your turn. Okay, so this week I did Ghosts of South Carolina. Okay. Uh, Rose Hill Plantation in Union. 
One of the most haunted plantations in the country, the Rose Hill Plantation, was built in 1827, and the family lived, died, and was buried right there on the property. Their ghosts are still said to roam the property in both the house itself and the on-site cemetery. On-site cemetery? Mm-hmm. I think in uh, a lot of those, the really older homes, they all had their own cemeteries. Oh, shit. Oh, like old plantations? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The Hermitage in Merle's Inlet. In 1849, a wealthy doctor named Allard Flagg moved into the Hermitage and invited his beautiful sister Alice to come and live with him. Alice fell hopelessly in love with a young lumberman, lumberman, but her brother did not approve of the match and sent Alice's lover away. Alice was angry at her brother's interference and continued to meet with the lumberman man. <laughs> it's hard to say. The lumberman in secret. However, when Dr. Flagg learned of the couple's secret engagement, he sent Alice off to boarding school in Charleston. She fell ill with malaria and died soon after her brother brought her home to the hermitage. When Dr. Flagg discovered the engagement ring on a ribbon around her, his sister's neck, he threw it into the marsh. This meant that Alice was buried without her most treasured possession and explains why her ghost is now seen leaving the hermitage and walking to her grave in All Saints Cemetery, all the while clutching her chest where her ring once nestled. Mm-hmm. It has also been, she has also been spotted wandering the marsh in search of her ring. That's sad. Seven Devil's Bridge. Seven Devil's Bridge is definitely one of the most haunted locations in South Carolina, and it is all said to be because of the restless spirits of seven people who were hanged from the bridge. It is said that these seven ghosts haunt the bridge at midnight each night and that no living person is able to cross the bridge unharmed at midnight. Those who have attempted to cross during the witching hour have experienced all manner of terrifying experiences, with most ending up broken down and screaming in horror. Would you dare to face the seven devils in the dead of night? Ooh. I would. <laughs> um, Admiral's House in Charleston. The Admiral's House was built in 1905 and is considered to be one of the most haunted houses in South Carolina. It was built in the early part of the 20th century and it has had a history of slavery and torture. The most common report of paranormal activity on the property relates to the ghost of a small slave girl who is often spotted in a clump of trees on the property. Uh, Baynard Plantation at Hilton Head. Baynard Plantation has a very interesting ghost story attached to it. It is said that if you visit the ruins of the property after the sun goes down, then you may get to see and hear the ghostly funeral procession of former owner William Baynard passing by his former home. Ooh, creepy. Uh, Greenville Tuberculosis Hospital. Greenville Tuberculosis Hospital is a building with a very colorful history. It started out as a hospital for tuberculosis patients, but it has also served as an insane asylum and a prisoner release site over its lifetime. So it is really no surprise that it has some spooky tales to tell. It is a popular spot for paranormal investigators to explore, and there have been many strange sounds and disembodied voices heard here. Some of them have been recorded. The noises include banging, screaming, and the clanging of bells. 
The hospital is actually long gone, having burned down some time ago, but the area is now a park, and locals often see shadow figures wandering around, sometimes even straying into nearby homes. Oh, no. The building may be gone, but the ground on which it once stood remains one of the most haunted locations in South Carolina. They better stay the fuck away. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, what would you do if you're just like, you know, drinking coffee on your front porch and saw saw a ghost walk into your neighbor's house? Oh my I'd god. Like, oh, <laughs> thank God it's not. Yeah, stay away from my house. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, White Point Gardens. There is so much going on at White Point Gardens in Charleston that it would probably fill an entire book. This is without a doubt one of the most haunted places in South Carolina. Also known as the Battery, the gardens are said to be haunted by the spirits of countless pirates that were hung here. It is said that these swashbuckling ghosts roam the gardens searching for their executioners in order to exact their revenge. Ooh. That's no good. Uh, Salem Black River Church. Salem Black River Church was built back in 1846, and it is said to be home to several different ghosts. In fact, it is considered to be one of the most haunted buildings in South Carolina. That is something that I am very surprised that we haven't had more of. Churches. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. One of the ghosts is said to be a specter of a southern belle. Another is a very sad little boy, often sobbing. It is also said to be haunted by a priest whose entire family was wiped out by the plague. At the back of the church is a small building where people have experienced cold spots, seen lights flickering, and even encounters of a shadowy figure of a man who might be the priest in question. Uh, Cypress Garden Ruins in Monk's Corner. What is unique about this spot is that these ruins are not actually real. They are man-made ruins that are left over from filming of the movie The Patriot. Hmm. That doesn't mean that they are any less haunted than some ancient ruins might be. Perhaps these spirits are attached to the land as it was before the film crew moved in. It is said that from time to time, a strange figure can be seen just standing in the middle of the swamp, and many people say there are strange noises and an eerie feeling when you pass by the faux ruins. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the abandoned mansion known simply as the abandoned mansion there is not much known about this old house in Santee, South Carolina nobody seems to know when the house was built who lived here or why it was abandoned there are no government records regarding this house its existence is a complete mystery however it is known to be haunted several people have reported seeing lights flickering in the upstairs windows as they pass by that's crazy I wonder what year it was built. Did it say? No, they don't know. Oh, that's right. They have no idea. Huh, that's crazy. Uh, Hell's Gate in Spartanburg. Hell's Gate, or Oakwood Cemetery, as it is officially known, is one of the most haunted cemeteries in South Carolina. Many visitors say that their cell phones start to act very erratically in the cemetery for no apparent reason. Batteries will drain, or the phone will ring when there is no incoming call. Some people have even managed to answer these phantom calls only to be met with the busy tone on the line. Those who visit after dark have seen strange lights and a mysterious mist that seems to shroud the ground. Others have reported hearing the laughter of small children echoing around the creepy burial ground. 
Crybaby Bridge in Anderson. <laughs> How many is that now? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Another creepy bridge in South Carolina is Crybaby Bridge in Anderson. It is said that if you stop on the bridge at night and cut off your engine, then you will be able to hear the disembodied sounds of a baby crying. You may also see the specter of the baby's mother walking along the bridge in search of her lost child. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my last one is South Carolina Lunatic Asylum in Columbia. South Carolina Lunatic Asylum was built between 1822 and 1827, so it has had plenty of time to collect a large number of ghosts. The building is now considered to be one of the top haunted places in South Carolina. The building was designed by renowned architect Robert Mills. This was the second state in America to put aside funds to build a purpose purpose-built facility for the treatment of the mentally ill by 1950 it was housing more than 5,000 patients holy shit there was the usual tales of lobotomies and forced sterilizations but for the most part it seems that south carolina lunatic asylum had a much better reputation than some of the other asylums of the time when calls for institutionalization came in the 70s, South Carolina were so much slower to release patients. This was because they took the time to find homes and health care that the patients required. However, that doesn't mean that there wasn't enough pain and suffering to ensure that some of the lost souls that found themselves in the asylum stuck around even after death. Those who have visited the abandoned, hosp abandoned hospital say that there are unexplained cold spots, strange noises, and disembodied voices all over the building. Mm, that's super creepy. So I did another quiz. I thought that was kind of fun last week. So yeah. um, I got this one from quotev.com. And I, it was, uh, are you a natural Wiccan? And I got 47%. <laughs> Which is not good. High. No, it was not good. <laughs> it says, uh, it might be hard to achieve the witchcraft of a natural witch. Your potential is definitely not on its highest. <laughs> but in order to achieve it, you must practice. You might be a good witch, it, but only if you work hard enough. You were not born with natural witch potential, but it is possible to achieve it. So I want to do it. I suck. In other words. That's funny. What's the, what is it? Quote V. Hold on. It's one word. Dot com. All right. So in the search put what? Uh, are you a natural Wiccan? You want me to go ahead and start my stories? Sure. Are you going to listen? Kind of. <laughs> I did um, like creepy encounters or crazy encounters with random strangers okay so my first one one time i was running down the street and feeling kind of depressed this guy came running on the opposite side of the street he had really long hair and he was laughing like crazy he looked at me and said hey kid don't be sad be like me he then tripped over a recycling bin got up and ran off whenever i'm down i just remember the running guy <laughs> oh that's great next one i was writing the t in boston late one night do you know what that means the t like the boston tea party no i was writing the t in boston oh oh i don't know maybe a train or something that's well that's what i'm thinking like the l 
mm-hmm. you know and yeah i don't know anyway uh and i happened to be in the car oh in a car with only one other person maybe a taxi oh i don't mm-hmm. know anyway as we came up to a stop the other guy in the car got up and started walking towards me oh it has to be a oh my god i'm so confused what is a t i don't know okay so i happen to be in the car with only one other person so that's a train right and then he got up and started walking towards him so it has to be a train yeah okay okay as we came to the stop the other guy in the car got up and started walking towards me it was also towards the door the guy stood in the door and looked at me and said i'm gay i can't tell anyone you're a stranger and i'll never see you again i feel better now he then left it really sort of made me think about a heap of hell that the guy must be living in if he feels he can't come out to everyone he knows that's sad Hmm. okay i was a missionary in brazil and people assumed oh he's a missionary that's like a priest right and they tell me all the terrible awful things that ever happened to them one woman went into dark detail about how her father had abused her and all of her sisters and had gotten several of them pregnant she was in her mid-30s and asked if she was going to hell because she was too afraid to stop him as it was still going on i told her the lord would forgive her but that she had done nothing wrong and that i would pray that god would grant her justice that seemed like enough for her several days later during a freak storm her father was killed by a falling tree that had been struck by lightning she and her sisters thanked me for quote smiting the evil that had afflicted them for so long and swore they would live virtuous lives i closed the door and threw up okay Are you done with your quiz? No. Oh. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Next one. I'll never forget the one time at the amusement park in Branson, Missouri. This barrel-chested dude gets in the seat directly behind me and my, at the time, fiance. <laughs> oh, God, what? <laughs> I got 13%. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought mine was bad. <laughs> 13? I'm sorry, you are not able to achieve the, achieve the limits of a natural witch. Witchcraft is too high for you to get to, but you may have other talents. Witchcraft is just like playing the guitar or painting. Don't give up. Just keep on looking for other talents, and you will find the ones that truly matches you. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> So you guys take the quote, take the quote v dot com quiz and let us know <laughs> if you got. You could be one hundred percent. That would be crazy. Okay, I'm gonna start that one over because. Okay. Okay. I'll never forget that one time at the amusement park in Branson, Missouri. This barrel-chested dude gets in the seat directly behind me and my at the time fiance. This dude was huge. He looked like he had been bent bench pressing cars daily and eating nails for breakfast for the past 20 years so the ride starts and the coaster goes to a typical steep climb before the inevitable drop i hear oh lord under his breath pretty normal coaster behavior the coaster hits the 
apex of the drop, and he very audibly says, Lord Jesus, Mary Mother. <laughs> also pretty typical coaster behavior, but then things change for the worse. As the coaster plummets down the slope at the mock... 11 billion <laughs> this dude lets out a wail that i would have until that day only attributed to a banshee <laughs> it literally sounded like a little girl was being gutted in the seat directly behind me <laughs> i found it extremely hilarious the guy starts screaming stop it stop this damn thing <laughs> takes both of his big ass ham paws and grips my shoulders so hard that i thought he was going to snap me like a twig at this point i'm actually kind of frightened who the fuck is this dude why is he screaming like a schoolgirl? and holy hell why is his death grip a total why would he death grip a total stranger on a roller coaster <laughs> like all the terrifying situations the ride came to a close and by this time i was prepared to confront the guy until i looked at him he was literally sobbing Aww. tears streaking down his face he looked like a little boy st- stuck in a huge man suit who <laughs> just lost his puppy i looked over at my future wife shrugged my painful shoulders and let him be <laughs> i'm hoping for his sake and the sake of all fellow coaster riders that this man never rides another roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> next one i hitched a ride and a crazy camo dude picks me up he assumes that I'm going to pay for my ride with some kind of sexual congress. I refuse. He becomes irate and hits the gas while pulling a U-turn. I grabbed a pencil and shoved it in his thigh. Oh. At the apex of this U-turn, I jump out of the moving truck and ran away. It's true at the time I was 18 year I was an 18-year-old boy. Hmm. Holy shit. Insane. Next one, I was flying overseas for a two-year deployment. I was stuck at the Atlanta airport for several hours as a pretty nasty winter storm was raging outside. It was I was not in uniform, but I did have my military haircut and demeanor going. I decided I would head over to the little airport bar for a smoke and a drink. The place was empty. I sit at the bar and mindlessly stare at the TV. I sat there for a good 20 minutes alone when this very old man approached and sat down right next to me. My first thought was going along the lines of, why is this weird dude in my space when this entire place is empty? He orders a drink and then bluntly asks me what my un- what unit I am with, clearly smelling the soldier on me somehow. I, of course, don't answer him, but I just casually tell him I am in the service and I'm waiting for a def- delayed flight. Curious, I asked him how he knew I was in the service, and he said, Son, I served in the army for almost 36 years. I can spot you guys a mile away. We start talking army. He was drafted in 1942 and sent to Europe in 1943. He was part of the invasion of Normandy, landing in Utah Beach in the first wave led by Theodore Roosevelt Jr., who was killed in action that day. He decided the army life was for him and stayed the duration of World War II in Europe. After the war, the war, he became a drill sergeant and trained new recruits. He was deployed to the Korean Peninsula and participated in several key battles in the Korean War. 
He then did five tours in Vietnam from 1964 all the way to 1972. On his last tour, he was shot four times by enemy fire and lost his eyesight in one eye and the use of his left arm. He retired in 1977 as a command sergeant major. It was easily one of the most fascinating and engrossing conversations I have ever been part of. This guy is a fucking legend in my book. Three fucking wars under his belt and right in the middle of some of the heaviest fighting the country has been involved with. We sat there, just the two of us, in that bar for several hours, talking and laughing and enjoying life stories. Finally, it was time for me to head out and catch my flight. I could have talked to him forever. He insisted on paying for my food and drinks. As I stood to walk away, he slowly stood up and gave me what I would call the sweetest, manliest hug I have ever experienced. We just stood in the bar hugging each other for a while. He told me that he was proud of me and all the young troops, and he told me to keep my head down and come home safely. He reached in his pocket and pulled out one of his old challenge coins from his last days of active duty and handed it to me. He said it would bring me luck as, quote, nobody will fuck with you while you have that coin in your pocket or I'll haunt their ass till I'm dead. (laughs) He shuffled off into the crowd and disappeared. I've carried that coin in my pocket every day since I met that man. I wasn't going to put that one on there because, yeah, well, it's not paranormal or anything or like creepy, but I had to put it on there because that's, I would, that would be one of the best days of my life if I met someone and had, you know, that would be fascinating. All the stuff that he went through. Absolutely. That was before I was even born. Exactly. That's, you know, that's, I mean, that's wow. Yeah. Just wow. Okay. Next one, if anyone here has ever donated plasma, then you know you meet the weirdest people there. One time, there was a super skinny little white kid I'd never met before. He was standing in line with me while we were waiting to get our vitals checked, just rocking out with around ear headphones. Eventually, he just starts rapping Eminem's Drop the World to himself, and I see everyone in line, mostly income mostly low-income, thuggish-looking dudes, glancing back at him now and then, and then as if we actually know each other, he looks directly at me during the chorus and starts saying, I picked the word up and I'ma drop it on your fucking head while I'm making super exaggerated drop-in motions with his hands. I keep trying to look away and not make eye contact, but I could still see him doing it. (laughs) And now, of course, everyone in line is looking at me as well. Another time I went, it wasn't as busy, and it was just me and this mid-30s guy standing in line. This time I actually had headphones, and I was playing some dirty-ass dubstep, not too loudly, but it was pretty quiet in there, so I'm sure you could hear, hear it if you were close to me. I was facing away from the other man, looking out the front door, when I feel something on my shoulder. It was his chin. Oh my god. He had his face right right by mine, bobbing his head to the music. I jumped back and pulled off my headphones. I was like, hi. And he said, Man, you listen to that dubstep shit, aren't you? And I was like, Yeah, it's pretty good and made an obvious step away from him. Then he just started yelling, Wow, 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 wow. While throwing his arms around, dancing towards me, nodding at me like he wanted me to join in. I didn't know what to do, so I just started doing the robot. 
you do that always works (laughs) all right next one i was in the big divisions for the nyc marathon which was about to start and this chick beside me just pulls her running shorts down squats down and proceeds to piss in the middle of the street she had the gall to ask me what are you looking at i was like you're pissing on my fucking shoe (laughs) what the fuck man new york i swear i don't think i will ever go there no No offense it's just not for me no me neither next one i was at bonnaroo walking around the camp area some scraggly looking man in his 60s was shouting things at people and i could hear him from about 50 yards away he spotted me and yelled hey man can i see your butthole without even hesitating i quipped back no dude if i can't get to see it whenever i want why should i show it off to other people (laughs) he was shocked for a few seconds as i kept walking but he made sure i heard him before i got too far away that was the best answer i've ever got to that question (laughs) (laughs) what is wrong with people why would he ask Oh my god. Okay. He probably just asked to see what kind of response. Probably. People like to get rise out of people. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, this is gonna be my last one. I was at the market with my friend as we were going through the cash register. We were laughing about something, and the lady behind us said, Oh, you two are so sweet and young. Keep laughing. You won't be able to laugh soon. She didn't mean it bad, but it was weird. That is weird. I know. Why would you say I'd be like, that? What do you mean? <laughs> do you know something I don't know? Are you going to kill me? What's going on? Oh my goodness. Those were my weird, strange, stranger stories for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I did tongue twisters again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won't make you read any this time. That's good. <laughs> All right. There once was a man from Kansas whose nuts were made out of brass. In stormy weather, he'd clack them together and lightning shot out of his ass. <laughs> oh my fucking god, what? <laughs> <laughs> there once was a boy named Dan who wanted to fry in a pan. He tried and he tried and eventually died, that weird little boy named Dan. Oh, okay. Okay, wait. Are these tongue twisters? It's or like what they said. I don't know. Are they just like little... Maybe limericks or... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Because they're not really tongue twisty. Yeah, but they're like little stories. Like, yeah. Hmm. I need a front door for my hall. The replacement I bought was too tall, so I hacked it and chopped it and carefully lopped it, and now the dumb thing is too small. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I know an old owl named Boo. Every night he yelled, who? Once a kid walked by, and I started to cry and yelled, I don't have a clue. What? Sorry, it just looked really weird for a second. I thought it would have dropped out. It didn't. Oh. Uh, One Saturday morning at three, a cheesemonger's shop in Paris, Paris collapsed to the ground with a thunderous sound leaving only a pile of debris oh my god (laughs) debris debris (laughs) 
I once fell in love with a blonde, but found that she wasn't so fond of my pet turtle named Oodle, Odle, whom I taught how to yodel, so she dumped him outside in the pond. Well, that's rude. Yeah, I need to dump her ass. If you don't like my turtle, you don't like me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really determined and keen to start giving this house a spring clean. I will do it, I say. Yes, I'll do it today. Well, I'll do it tomorrow, I mean. (laughs) That sounds like me. Yeah, that's me too. There was a young fellow named Weir who hadn't an inch of fear he indulged a desire to touch a live wire and he celebrated by drinking beer okay there was a young lady named perkins who just simply lived on gherkins oh my god in spite of advice she ate so much spice that she ruined her internal workings <laughs> oh my god what the fuck is that <laughs> My dog is quite hip, except when he takes a dip, he looks like a fool when he jumps in the pool and reminds me of a sinking ship. Aww. Doggy paddle. (laughs) A painter who lived in Great Britain interrupted two girls with their knitting. He said it with a sigh that park park bench will... Let me start that one over. (laughs) A painter who lived in Great Britain interrupted two girls with their knitting... He said with a sigh, that park bench, well, I just painted it right where you're sitting. Oh, no. (laughs) There was a young schoolboy of rye who baked by mistake in a pie. To his mother's disgust, he emerged through the crest and exclaimed with a yawn, where am I? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. These are weird. As for beauty, I am not a star. There are others much more handsome by far, but my face, I don't mind it, for I am behind it. It's the people in the front that I jar. What? (laughs) (laughs) There was a young fellow named Hall who died in the spring in the fall. Twould be a bad thing had he died in the spring, but he didn't. He died in the fall. That made no sense whatsoever. No, not really. There once was a girl named Jane who called... Oh my god. There once was a girl called Jane who thought she had a really big brain. She thought she was cool standing in a puddle of drool, but really, she was just insane. Oh my god. That's weird. (laughs) A young school girl girl named Rose is rather ashamed of her nose. She distracts people's stares with the mice that she wears hanging down from her clothes. Ew. That is gross. Are they dead? I don't know. (laughs) There is a young schoolboy named Mason whose mom cuts his hair with a basin. When he stands in one place with a scarf around his face, it's a mystery which way he's facing. What the fuck? What is that, like a bowl cut? I think so. And my last one, I once had a gerbil named Bobby who had an unusual hobby. He chewed on a cord and now, oh my lord, now all that's left is a blobby. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's horrible (laughs) holy shit and that's all i got (laughs) okay those weren't weird or anything (laughs) i liked it this is crazy (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, look us up on Facebook and let us know if you're natural Wiccan after you take your quiz. And we still want to know what your familiars are. So take that quiz too. And rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Send in your stories. Send in anything. Send us weird limerick things that Jody can read at the end of this episode. <laughs> Send in a stupid joke. I could use the help too. Mm-hmm. Ghouls Night Out Podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.